Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. So I'll say this, it is also unprecedented that a president takes as many shouted questions as this president has. God bless you all. May God protect our troops. Thank you. I honored a group of trailblazing artists with National Medals of Arts and Humanities. The group included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and 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 Joan Shingang. I'm going to pronounce and on the issue of equity, you know, this is about, this commission is about speaking real, right? Motivated by hope and faith, but speaking truth about the obstacles to actually achieving all that hope and faith can drive. In the first real snapshot, if you will, of President Biden's standing since his re-election announcement, voters are saying he has real work to do, and that's even among his own party. A new Washington Post-ABC News news poll found that 58% of Democrats and Democratic-leaning independents that they want the party, their party, to nominate someone else. Biden's overall approval rating remains underwater as well, 36% approval, according to the Washington Post-ABC News poll. That's the lowest for any American president at this point in their first term. But that's the question that investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> and welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 11th of May, year of our Lord, 2023. And oh my God, sweet Jesus, Lord help us. What the fuck did he say? What the fuck did he say? And yeah, I looked at the wrong screen. I, I still can't get used to this, but here we are. Great show today. I, tw- I, I teased it there. We're going to be talking to, uh, you know, we're talking about some Trump action. There's going to be some Trump action going on. It's going to happen. It's going to be huge. People are going to love it. It's going to be the greatest because he was on CNN and Lord Jesus, help us all. They fucking lost their shit. And uh, yeah. So, uh, today, border, shooter, off stuff, some bunch of soapbox sound bites, um, couple military, no gay section, just got a couple sound bites, going to drive us crazy. And uh, as I get my shit together, we're going to start with Liz Cheney is running an ad, and MSNBC thinks that's actually going to f- change the electorate's opinion. 
Donald Trump is the only president in American history who has refused to guarantee the peaceful transfer of power. Joe Biden he lost the election and he knew it. To become the president. He betrayed millions of Americans by telling them the election we was stolen. Stop the steal. He ignored the rulings of dozens of courts. Rather than accept his defeat, he mobilized a mob to come to Washington and march on the Capitol. Then he watched on television while the mob attacked law enforcement, invaded the Capitol, and hunted the vice president. He refused for three hours to tell the mob to leave. There has never been a greater dereliction of duty by any president. Trump was warned repeatedly that his plans for January 6th were... Our next little vignette is going to be the New York Post got banned out of the White House. It brings us back to Obama, which was very interesting because I got this slide here. Uh, Kaneko the Great. I don't know how to say his fucking name. Number one, look at the increase in news articles mentioning white privileges, systemic racism, diversity and inclusion, and unconscious bias. How does the media focus on identity politics and critical race theory contribute to the division and polarization of the society? Look at the increase in the number of news articles mentioning whiteness, intersectionality, critical race theory, diversity training. Look at the increase in the number of New York Times articles mentioning discrimination, social justice, people of color, and racism. Look at the increase in number of New York Times article mentioning political correctness, diversity, police brutality, transgender. For the better part of the last four decades, the issue of racism was not considered by the vast majority of Americans as the most critical problem facing the country. Between 2011 and 2019, the New York Times and the Washington Post increased their usage of racist, racists, racism by over 700,000 and 100,000%. Not so much we increased. In 2011, just 35% of white liberals thought racism in the United States was a big problem. By 2015, 61%. 2017, 17%. 2006, 45% of white Democrats and 41% of white Republicans knew someone they considered racist. By 2015, this increased to 64%. Noting... Notably, the percent increase among black and Hispanics Democrats during the same period went down. Between 13 and 19, the New York Times and Washington Post increased their usage of terms systemic racism, structural racism, and institutional racism by roughly 1,000%. Between 2013 and 19, the New York Times and Washington Post increased the usage of white privilege and racial privilege by 1,200% and 1,500%. Between 13 and 21, positive news on race relations in the United States sharply declined from 69 to 38. All these graphs prove that Tony's right. And why is Tony right? Well, I do believe Matt in Oregon could check me on it. I have been saying our problem started when we voted for a black husker the second time. After we did that, race hustlers, the intersectionalists, they just couldn't deal. Their theory was America's a racist shithole, so of course we can't vote for a black guy twice. There's no fucking way. But we did. And they had to go into overdrive. And now... We're dealing with a black, lesbian, 
piece of shit at the podium. And only one network, which will soon be banned, Fox, is asking, why is everything put in terms of that? Why is it always the other party puts something up, it's racist or ultra-mega proud boy insurrectionist? 43 Republican senators signed on to a letter opposing raising the debt ceiling without budget reforms, and 217 members in the House voted for that bill to raise the debt limit with cuts to spending. Does the White House consider all of those members to be dangerous MAGA Republican extremists? Do they understand what the cuts that they're voting for is going to do? Do they? Do That's the question. I mean, Republicans in Congress, in the House specifically, voted for cuts that's going to hurt American families. I mean, we can't say this enough. 22% cuts to veterans, healthcare, schools. That's what they voted for. That's what, and, and this is not, okay, but this is not, this is not just, this is their constituents. This is what they voted for. And, and those constituents that they're voting on behalf of have said that they're concerned about their retirements, about the effects of inflation, and those members represent more than half of the country. Now, you can say it's not that important, but because we have an entire establishment in Washington, including the DOD, wokeified, stories like this show why it's super important. CIA actively promoted and solicited signatures for the Biden, Biden laptop bullshit story. The CIA. It wasn't members of the CIA. It was the objective of the CIA to do this. The Central Intelligence Agency both solicited signatures for the eventual approved the infamous 2020 letter claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop story was a Russian disinformation plot. Recent congressional testimony suggests, according to a report to be released Wednesday by the Select Subcommittee on Weaponization of the Federal Government, multiple former U.S. intelligence officials testified under oath about the CIA's involvement in the distribution of the letter. Emails obtained by the House Weaponization Committee also reveal that former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper reportedly peddled false allegations that Trump included with Russian President Putin to steal the 2016 election, had a heavy hand in it. I have one editorial suggestion for the letter I think would strengthen the verbiage if you say this has all the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. So basically, the select committee is finding that it was an inside job just like 16. And you could say that's not a big deal because you're a lefty and Trump's Satan incarnate. But the problem is, this means, what the hell happened to my slide? Kabeem. Oh, I didn't like it. Okay, let's try it again. Um, this means that basically, what do they come for yours? Wow, there we go. I got an update to the program, so things are acting different. This program got reupdated. Sorry. What do they come for you? And so they had the little presser yesterday. I'm not going to play sound bites on it because the media didn't even cover it. They ignored it. And it's what I've been saying at nauseum to my wife because she's really frustrated with it. They're never going to cover it so nothing can happen. Right now, what we have on the southern border is 12 times worse than what Richard Nixon did. We've let 6.5 million fucking people come in the country 
unscreened, unvaccinated, unanything, and just released to change the electorate. That is a huge crime on a scale we've never had in our history. And they're getting away with it. We'll play the sound bites. I got the receipts. They're just getting away with it. They can do and say and whatever the fuck they want. I got something on my glasses. It's driving me crazy with the lights. But they can say or do whatever. Because the media is part of it. They're part of the cabal. Every institution and every media is all about rigging elections. Because 2016, they didn't. And they lost. So here's Turley. House Oversight Presser just began with Chairman Comer announcing astonishing findings. Comer began with new disclosure of one million that went to Biden's family from Romania while Joe Biden was working on Romanian issues. Comer noted that the money ended when Biden left the vice presidency. Comer also claims they've uncovered millions sent to Chinese interests through companies for Biden's family. He details the use of an array of different companies and different banks to transfer money. Comer is also addressing the 20, 1023 form that they are seeking from the FBI. The FBI, which is part of the DOJ, which is run by the Biden administration, who said that they would not have any hand in what is going on at the DOJ, has refused to release this form. Endgame. You can't prove it because he's in charge. He's going to get away with it. 20 companies have been identified as limiting liability companies created during the period of the transfer. Comer is listing new legislative efforts being considered. Andy Biggs, da da da. Let's get down to what he's saying. Uh, CNN is also not covering it. It's the second biggest crime ever conducted. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. This came out. It's collusion. Institutions colluding to rig an election. Everything they've accused Trump of doing, they did. They wiretapped destroyed an administration for four years, rigged an election with this letter and 80 voting laws that they changed without legislation so you can write on a fucking piece of paper Joe Biden and send it in, sign Daffy Duck and it counts, and 81 million votes, a fucking number that is utter bullshit, got counted. And they're getting away with it because they can so as we go in our top six, they realize, because we played the poll, and this is a very short soundbite, they literally want to just get rid of everything because now Fox is banned in Canada. And their solution on CNN is he just needs to be more left. How far left can he go?
I think that that would be acting healthily and responsibly and, and making sure that there's some sort of uh, filter on ensuring that misinformation and efforts to incite violence and attacks against people uh, you know, that, that are different, that, that, that shouldn't happen. I mean, it, it is a Biden's latest approval ratings are weak as he launches his reelection campaign. And that's especially true of one key constituency, young progressive voters aged 18 to 29. Eva's been doing a lot of reporting on this. So Eva, why are young progressives souring on the president? So me and my colleague, Gregory Krieg, we spoke to young activists across the country. And essentially, they feel as though they aren't being listened to, or they are being engaged at the White House, but they describe these interactions as perfunctory. Uh, one of the uh, key issues was this uh, Alaska... Uh, drilling project that the administration approved. Now, the administration will say that that was already in the pipeline, and no pun intended, <laughs> and that they uh, they had to do it. But but also there have been some other high-profile reversals as well, Allison, on public safety issues as well as immigration. And they are telling us it is not enough for the White House, for President Biden, to keep telling, and Democrats at large, to keep telling these young people, consider the alternative. Everybody say it with me. They are the fascists. They're the fascists. They're really good at projecting what they do towards other people, but they're the fucking fascists. They don't want any coverage. Right now, Title 42 is being lifted. The border is inundated with people. You're not going to see it. Except here. Take a look at this stunning drone footage. This is video we shot in Reynosa, Mexico, showing one of the huge migrant camps that have popped up across the river with thousands of migrants inside of it waiting for Thursday, waiting until Title 42 drops to cross over illegally. And this isn't even the only camp. Take a look at the second piece of video. Down by the river in Reynosa as well, another more unofficial camp of tents set up in trees, in shrubbery. You will find these migrant camps all along the Mexican border as these migrants continue to wait for Thursday before they plan to cross illegally into the United States. And Governor Greg Abbott doing what he can to try to stop it. He tweeted this video last night from right here in Brownsville showing uh, layers of barbed wire they've set up in popular crossing areas. He says they plugged up this particular spot. He says he knows other spots are going to pop up as well. And he says they will block those 
with razor wire as well. And Harris, back out here live, uh, multiple CBP sources tell me that last night a decision was made between Border Patrol and CBP leadership to authorize all Border Patrol sectors all along the southern border to begin mass street releases of migrants to... Just in the last 72 hours, 26,300 apprehensions, 7,300 gotaways. What is that? That's over 35,000 fucking people. 164 pounds of marijuana, 83 pounds of meth, 66 pounds of cocaine, 11 pounds of fentanyl that could kill the whole country, 5 pounds of heroin, 12,200 C's, one firearm, three sex offender, one wanted felon, and one gang member. And they just crossed the border. Even though we sent troops, they just crossed the border. They're here. Times three. We don't even know. Julio Rosa spent time at the El Paso migrant shelter yesterday, and they're always near capacity before Title 42. For us, we have capacity about 225, but the 225 when thousands are released today, so it's just a drop in the bucket. Per multiple CBP forces, last night, CBP and Border Patrol leadership made a decision to authorize all Border Patrol sectors to begin safe street releases. That means they just come in, get released. They are never going to court. Never. Never going to court. No one is certain what will happen after Thursday. The federal government expects as many as 13,000 migrants each day immediately after the measure expires, up from about 60 or 6,500 on a typical day. But asked what it's likely to happen, one official post along the board told reporters, I have no idea. Instead of Apostle Surge, I think it's already here. Agents in Rio Grande Valley said they're already seeing a rise in migration because smuggling organizations brought migrants to northern Mexico ahead of 42 to free up space souther. The amazing thing is this is the New York Times comment section. Acting for, this is John Stein. And remember, these are libs. Conservatives don't read the fucking New York Times. I'm breaking my rule. I must be dipping right now. I have 10 more minutes. I'll take it out. I'm trying to quit. After working for years with several non-profit assisting newly arrived migrants who are paroled in the U.S. by Boulder Patrol, I can say that the biggest factor driving this surge is the fact that migrants have been told by relatives and friends who have crossed before them that now is the time to make the journey because everyone is being allowed. Yesterday, I met a couple from Venezuela who had just crossed into El Paso from Mexico, and they explained to me that they had been living for years in Chile and built up a successful life there, both working as a supermarket manager and had even bought a house, but they didn't want to waste a free chance to get the free in the United States. Next comment. Democrats have just got to go give it on in, give in on the border issue. They just have to. It's such an obvious issue. These migrants are not real asylum seekers. This is a lab. They're economic migrants. It inflames the right and justly, in my opinion, lack of resolution on immigration fuels Trump and MAGA. No one likes seeing their communities change, especially not as fast as this mass migration changes them. Democrats whine about about gentrification, destroying communities, but this is just gentrification reversed, and my wife nails it. It looks like fucking Mexico. The whole border is now Mexico. A shithole. 
It took only a few buses from Texas to New York City before a crisis was declared. Now imagine 20,000 people per day in your city. The USA doesn't provide decent housing and health care for millions of American citizens now. Now the Biden administration has had it and is permitting a tsunami of migrants across the border. The Biden administration has abdicated its responsibility to protect American citizens. Worked for months to prepare for a likely surge. They have built temporary facilities to house thousands more migrants, hired contractors, and cut processing time for people in custody. They have also taken steps to encourage a more early flow of migration. This is not the answer. Allow the armies of unwanted and undocumented people into our country and spend taxpayer money to care for is criminal. But the politicians live in gated communities and send their children to private schools. So they don't care. other batch Becky if the Democrats don't want to lose in 24 they need to make substantive moves to secure the border their lack of resolve on the issue is fueling theories that they effectively want to flood the country with future Democrat voters a cynical theory to be sure but it's beginning to look less like a conspiracy theory another one this is how Biden will lose the election we my family entered the US decades ago hard and legal with legitimate visas and green card holders, and then to citizens. I've been called out by a few of my more progressive colleagues as having been privileged to be able to afford doing that hard way. We arrived here with nothing but bags of clothes. That rather inconsiderate judgment and progressive mindset makes the issue weigh more on me than now I feel about reproductive rights. I'll trade my pro-choice stance for an immigration control stance in a heartbeat and vote for the other party. I've said it for years. Every fucking illegal who became legal I've talked to. Sounds like Breitbart. But in the face of their failure to secure the border, this is my orcas again, blaming Congress and Cabbage Patch Doll lying her ass off. We have seen the effectiveness of our approach. More than 100,000 people from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela have arrived lawfully through the pathway we have made available to them. And we reduced border encounters from these groups by 90% between December of last year and March of this year. I cannot overemphasize that our current situation is the outcome of Congress leaving a broken, outdated immigration system in place for over two decades. Should the vice president be involved in today's meeting since she'll be here in the country while the president is away? So the president is, is uh, closely, has been closely consulting with the vice president on this. Uh, uh, our focus uh, when it re- as it relates to managing the border is we're going to do this through enforcement, deterrence and diplomacy. And that's what you have seen. Uh, there are challenges at the border. This is something that the president has taken seriously from day one, putting forth a, a comprehensive uh, piece of legislation to deal with immigration reform. Some- the largest crime ever committed by any president ever. And it goes back to the 2016 article. We can replace them. That's all this is. They don't care about these migrants. They don't care about their lives. If they did, they'd stop this whole shit show. 
How many people are dying en route? How many kids don't have their families anymore? How many people are dying from fentanyl and overdoses of other drugs? How many criminals are in our country and dying from that? How many DUIs are killing people because these fucking illegals run once they fucking hit somebody? Happened to my own family. This is the largest crime ever. And that comment is spot on. This is fueling Donald Trump. People remember it was under control. People remember we didn't have El Paso looking like fucking some shithole in southern Mexico. Garbage everywhere. People sleeping and shitting in the street. That, that's going to be your city. Every city is going to get people. The entire company, country. We're at 6.5 million. There'll be another million in the next two months. He's going to let 10 million on top of the 20 we already have. So we have 30 million illegals on the dole getting government money. And we're already 800 billion, trillion, zillion numbers we've never seen in debt. You're not getting Medicare. You're not getting Social Security. You're not getting shit. We'll be just spending money to clothe people. So in light of this, of course, CNN decided, well, fuck it. Let's bring Donald Trump on. So before we do it, it's a little long, but this is a pretty good soundbite of a sensing session prior or post. I don't actually know when it happened on CNN. And some of the answers, pretty good. Ballot things he's talking about was in Fulton County, Georgia. No stuff ballots. I was there. I was watching with my own eyes. I mean, none of it's true. And I think a lot of people think he tries to will it to be true. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. In that corner right there, that's an old Licata. He's 18. First election coming up. He's currently undeclared, but leaning Republican. What do you feel about him still talking about 2020 and these things? I don't think anybody wants to hear about 2020 at this point. Everybody wants to hear about 2024, the future, and what comes after that. And he did not talk enough about that tonight. Alyssa Malloy, Alyssa's 37. She's a registered Republican, voted for Trump twice. Mm -hmm. You're feeling about this. I think it's time to move on from the election, the 2020 election. Do his fibs offend you? Um, I think he truly believes it. You do too? I think, yeah, I think that's what he truly believes. I know, I think a lot of his supporters believe it. Not all of them, but there are a lot of people who do believe it. And he tries to, you know, go along with that. And I would agree that he wills it to be true. Let me ask 22-year-old Cooper Walsh, who is also undeclared but voted for Trump in 2020. Do you think Trump believes that stuff? I definitely do think he believes it. I think he's very passionate about it. Um, or else he probably wouldn't still be talking about it. But I think that it's time for him to move on. He needs to talk about what he's going to accomplish in 2024. And I also think the media uh, shouldn't have focused on their huge segment on the 2020 issue. We already know what he thinks about it. I think we should be talking about more of the other issues that the questions had in the audience. Spot on to that young man. Who really talks about it? The media. The media is always, they're obsessed with it. It's all they talk about. But I personally thought he did better than I thought. Here's some sound bites. What is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? 
Drill, baby, drill. And by the way, the way he got out of Afghanistan was the single most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. Why did you, why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home? I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out. I have to pull it out. I'm 26. I'm a veteran. I uh, help manage a private aviation company. Um, you want a job? I'd love one, yeah. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking for somebody very good. Do you want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down this, this country. What are you I was impeached by a crazy woman named Nancy but Pelosi. But the question here is, would you give Ukraine... The country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. You once said that using the... That using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You you said that when you were in the That's Oval Office. To, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. <laughs> Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah. What's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay. It's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to. You're a nasty person. I'll tell you. <laughs> just be very clear. What we saw tonight was outrageous. And the falsehoods kept coming. Hello darkness, my old friend. How they're not going to do a version of Title 42 or my Title 42, which was tough. If people are sick and have infectious diseases and lots of other problems, we don't want them being into our country. We have enough problems right now. We have problems like we've never had in the history of our country. But Mr. Our country, President, our country the is reason being it's ending, destroyed. The reason it's ending is because the health policy, the COVID era pandemic emergency is coming to an end. That's what Title 42 was. You put it in place because That's of COVID. True, but you when have... it comes to big questions about what your immigration policy would look like if you are reelected, some of your Republican rivals have criticized you for not fulfilling the promises that you made on the campaign trail, like finishing the border wall. So how did voters know that you would get those done if you're reelected? I did finish the wall. I built a wall. I you built hundreds of miles of wall, and I finished it. And then I said, we have to build some more because there are areas like water going through a dam. There are some areas where a lot of people are coming. You close up one, and they come into another. And we started another 100 miles of wall. In fact, I said to my people, if we start this and don't finish it, and then we had a rigged election. I'm sorry to say it. The and, election was and, not rigged, oh, okay, Mr. Good, President. You can't I'm, keep I'm saying that all night that. long. And so then they the took over and they decided not to finish it. It would have taken them three weeks. I built hundreds of miles of wall. If we didn't have it, it would be hard to believe it could be any worse. They're just letting people flow into our country. Look, a country has to have borders. There's never been anything like ha is happening to our country you right now. You built about 52 miles of new wall when you were in office, Mr. President. It wasn't the complete wall. One other thing that with, with no, but I have to respond to that. With your immigration, it was only about okay, 52 can miles I of new wall. This is what she does. <laughs> I built hundreds of miles. Some of the wall was up there, and it would be laying on the ground, rusted, rotten steel, rusted, rotten wood, a little. And what the radical left, crazy Democrats did. If there's a piece of wood laying down, they consider that a wall. I built 30-foot walls that go down seven feet into the ground. 
If there was a little piece of wood sitting in the ground, they said, oh, he's not building a wall. We already had a wall. Because this is the game. They're a party of disinformation. It's not a they, game, Mr. President. It's about 52 miles of new wall. One other immigration no, no, policy they, you I have built when you new were wall. I built new wall. 52 miles. Well, hundreds of miles. CBP, Mr. What President. What I did is I replaced other wall that was laying down, that was up and rotting in the ground for 30 years. I have a very good relationship with uh, President Zelensky because, as you know, he backed me up with the, with the phony uh, impeachment, impeachment hoax number one, when he said, the president didn't do anything wrong. So that was I happened when you to asked like, him for an investigation. So I happened to like, yeah, that's weapons. right. And it, it was, I was totally exonerated, by the way, just a waste of time and money. You were impeached over that. You were impeached over that, but let's stay on topic here, Mr. President, because the question is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding? I was impeached by a crazy woman named Nancy Pelosi. But the question here is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding? When it comes to your documents, did you ever show those classified documents to anyone? Not really. I would have the right to. By the way, they were declassified after. Not that I can think of. Let me just tell you, I have the absolute right to do whatever I want with them. Let's be honest. CNN did this because CNN wants them to be the candidate because they think Biden can beat them and they want Biden to win. But the rest of the media, you're going to see Tom Nichols' timeline. Sweet fucking Jesus, he's losing his shit. Uh, Rick Wilson, a CNN panel, and of course, Nicole Wallace. cause and effect. Trump speaks, there are consequences. And this will be our third straight go around, folks. The third straight presidential election where a twice impeached, once indicted, liable for sexual abuse and defamation, Donald Trump is a candidate. Everyone knows, you, me, people on the left, people on the right, the large, largely silent group in the middle, Everyone knows exactly what's about to happen. So at this point, it's not projection, it's not frustration, it's not exasperation. It's just a fact that when Donald Trump has a platform to talk, the worst elements of our society aren't just watching. They're pumping it into their disinformation and misinformation system, putting that information on steroids and pushing it out to the people that the agencies that protect us warn are primed and pumped to carry out acts of domestic violent extremism. Which is why tonight's town hall isn't just about cable network, isn't just about a candidate, but it begs a question, what are we gonna do this time? What have we learned? Have we learned nothing? The last time Trump was questioned by a non-Fox News, non-right-wing person or network was in October. We're in a break now from the presidential uh, town hall for, with CNN, Caitlin Collins, and whatever the fuck they thought they were going to get out of this, they instead have set a match to democracy once again. You are letting an insane person stand there and make people giggle and laugh when he jokes about rape. You make people giggle and laugh when he jokes about abortion, when he calls an African-American police officer a thug. This insanity should be pulled off the fucking air Chris Licht, you should be ashamed of yourself. This is astoundingly bad for the brand of CNN. It's astoundingly bad for the country. And it's astoundingly bad, honestly, folks, for every other Republican candidate in the primaries. Wrap that shit up. It's done. 
You saw this tonight. You know you can't beat him on the stage. Everybody else, oars up. Time to go to work because he's going to be the nominee. This shit is unfucking believable. I've never seen anything like it. It is a disaster of the highest fucking degree. We ever heard from him, but that would be the message that he would need to convey to try to win over independence. Hogan, is that the message that he is going to try to convey? I think he's going to talk to all Americans. I mean, Kristen's right. He's got to talk to the base, but he's also got to talk to everyone else. And I'm going to quote somebody on CNN that probably has never been quoted before, and that is the 16-time... It'll be interesting to see what the ratings were for this on the other side. Um, but he's back, sadly, because I really wanted DeSantis. Okay, let's go into other subjects. The rise of the white nationalist Hispanic. This is Axios. And they they rolled hard on this shit. They, uh, did I get this one? Yeah, the alleged shooter profile claims he was inspired by libs of TikTok. Between this and the Tim Pool reference, this thing is suspect. Where is his Twitter account? Why was he using a Russian social media site to write what was essentially a diary to zero followers? Kyle Becker, I've done extensive research on psychopaths and sociopaths, and this is the least credible manifesto explanation of a killer motive I've ever read. It is a hodgepodge of stilted language and non sequiturs, but it doesn't have the right undertones that fit profiles for. Without going into the technical reasons why, this was the coolness of the psychopath writing without attributes one would find on the hair PCLR. Okay, blah, blah, blah. The ADL Center on Extremists has analyzed the social media footprint left by the Allen, Texas shooter. Our preliminary assessment is that he embraced misogyny, anti-Semitism, and white supremacist belief, and his deadly attack on the shooting shopping mall was premeditated. 100% set up, maybe not the feds, but this dude himself wanted to tarnish people he likely hated. Uh, expose them. And this post where he's gaslighting himself what Hispanics could be the new white supremacist. This whole thing literally makes zero fucking sense. NBC. They were rolling with it. Dems just were trying so hard to come up with this wasn't a lefty. It wasn't a lefty. It wasn't a lefty. Here's the view. So we all have to remember that the head of the Proud Boys, his name is Enrique Tarrio. The Proud Boys is a white nationalist group. Look, being Hispanic or being black does not, or being anything, does not make you immune from being racist, from being radicalized, from being a white supremacist, from being evil, from being homicidal. And we are seeing it over and over again. There are people, you know, they, they don't see themselves as what yeah. they are. Yeah. This one I love. This is a, a Venn diagram. I shit you fucking not. The Venn diagram overlap between men who amass an arsenal of guns and talk about being a brave alpha male and won't take the subway in New York City because they once saw a homeless person seeing there and declared it unsafe is a perfect circle. I've lived here for 20 years and grew up with guns the nearby equal amount of time I spent in rural Alabama. I'm also 5'1", and some of you have pets that weigh more than me, and I am not afraid of the subway. I also saw just as much homeless 
homelessness when I grew up, but there was fewer services, blah, blah, blah. So no, I don't see a homeless or mentally ill person assume. There's a reason why homeless people find ways to get into big city. They think they'll be better taken care of. I won't go... Okay, fucking this fucking idiot. Venn diagram. Venn diagram. So we had a convolution of this shooter in the subway and it brought the media up into a fervor. I was going to play one positive, but I got so many sound bites, I'm killing it. And I'm going to play my asshole of the day clip. This came from, of course, Nicole Wallace, TV talking heads, religious prophet, Claire McCaskill. I believe very firmly that Jesus would be shocked at what our country is allowing to happen. There is no way that he would embrace everyone walking around with a weapon of war, you fucking cunt. Fuck you, asshole. You asshole. This is why we can't have nice things. You asshole! Are you just an ass? There's a lot of things we disagree on. Gun safety legislation isn't one of them, Claire. You know, it's interesting. I um, One of my grandchildren had his first communion over the weekend, and I listened to the homily at that service, and I was reminded about what a peaceful man Jesus was. And I listened to that elected representative, and they always want to say, oh, well, let's not make it political after there's a slaughter of innocence. Um, but this is, in its essence, political. And I will tell you this. Um, I believe very firmly that Jesus would be shocked at what our country is allowing to happen. Uh, there is no way that he would embrace uh, everyone walking around with weapons of war. And we haven't mentioned this yet, but on that man who slaughtered those people on his clothing that day was a patch that said RWDS. And that stands for Right Wing Death Squad. And you know who else wears those patches? Proud Boys. And you know who told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by in energizing them in a way that they never dreamed possible by the president of the United States? This is political. And this issue deserves to be the most important issue on the ballot going forward. Channel that anger. Channel that grief. Channel it in a way that we can say to governors like we have in Missouri and Texas that we do want something different than the slaughter of innocents on the streets of America. We are now famous for it. Texas may be the most famous, but there's a lot of states that are going to be coming up. I very rarely wish some people would lose their job, but if these four fuckheads could please just get fired. Just get fired. Just go go the fuck away. You're fucking pieces of shit. Andy Ngo broke down some of this stuff. A brown face of white supremacy. A leftist Bellingcat writer has posted screenshots from a purported obscure Anno Kaliski social media profile Allen, Texas mass shooter Mauricio Garcia. He's trying to link the shooter to Tim Cast and lives a TikTok. I'm about to go to his website because I can't 
read the whole fucking thing. Hold on a second. Lives a TikTok. The account is points of random Latino people wearing and posing in front of neo-Nazi symbols. Bellingcat is a government-funded site that is sourcing from intelligence agency and employs radical leftist writers. Eric Toller, who blocked him. I haven't checked if this is actually him in the picture. Leftist writer Alec Toller has deleted the following post. He likely did find a social media account belonging to Allen, Texas gunman that featured brown Latino neo-Nazi propaganda, but the mixes the information with um, his biased commentary on unverified information to try to malign conservative content creators i mean literally let's be fucking honest people Uh, why would somebody read libs of tiktok and go to a fucking mall and shoot people anybody it just it doesn't it doesn't add up our next little segue i i i know i'm annoying i repeat the same fucking shit But the virtue signaling and living through and needing to be, I want you to watch this. And if you listen, just go to Rumble one day, go to 702, which I forgot to met. I mean, we had 700. That's a lot of fucking episodes. Um, 702. And it'll be somewhere around, let me see, visit 50, 25. So somewhere around 51 minutes. You're going to see this soundbite. I want you to look at the white chick with the black chick for the subway. This is a subway protest. Look how invested she is in this. She's almost having a fucking orgasm off the black person. Maybe she's a lesbian. I don't know. But it just stood out that she was living vicariously through a black person to feel like she was somebody. It's disturbing if you ask me. The reality is you'll never hear this story. It was a black guy. These happen all the time, but you don't you don't hear them. And you don't hear them because it doesn't fit the narrative. In 2.3 seconds, you're going to know instantaneously, it's going to be blasted on every fucking possible fucking social media and news site to tell you that a black person was killed by a white person. But statistically, disproportionately, compared to the only 30% of the total population, more white people are killed all the time by black people for the sole purpose of killing a white person. It just is what it is. Our next little soundbite. It's a my soapbox. It's a my soapbox. You know, let's do something really quick. I, I've been wanting to play this for a couple days. We're going to play a quick military thing. I found these weird videos for Anaconda, the operation I fought in. And these are some really good vids of shit blowing the fuck up. So let's do a moment of zen.
Uh, no sleep. Trying to uh, watch for the enemy, make sure no mortar rounds came in on our tents. I mean, we did we did well. We 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 came out overhead. We got we brought every man back. So you know, I mean, sure, some of it was close, but we justified man. the American call. Right. this is he's trying to kill me and uh, all I want to do is get his attention directed away from me and then get out of the area. As long as there's an enemy in front of us, a teammate beside us, a family behind us, we will fight to our last breath. As a total of seven U.S. servicemen died that night on top of Takar Gar in Afghanistan. We are a community bonded by sacrifice, service, and dedication to duty. We are proud American patriots, families, friends, and mentors who shape and guide us to a life of service. We are forged by professional joint combat leaders and hardened warriors. We know the cost of freedom. Ah. <sighs>
always feels better watching shit blow up. All right, our next soapbox. This is really, really fucking good because it says everything about the media. These people used to be competitors, but NBC brought on Potato Head to talk about fucking Tucker. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Okay, well, listen, Twitter was already under fire from misinformation, disinformation, all-out lies, anti-Semitism, racism, before Elon Musk took over, and now it's gotten kind of crazy, right? Seemingly unmoored, uh, if you will. Will anybody be able to police what Carlson says... Mm. Or is this the point? It's just a free-for-all. I think this is the point. It is a free-for-all. It's what Elon Musk wants to provide. This move by Tucker may cement the idea of Twitter as a right-wing website, and we see some users trying to go off to other sites instead, maybe folks who don't want to be a part of that party going off trying to launch other parties elsewhere. But Carlson, you know, he is a prominent figure. He can bring a lot of content. What he cannot do is make $20 million a year the way he was mm. making at Fox. Fox may owe him 25 or $30 million. Yes, he may give that up, and make that money elsewhere, but that has not happened yet. To be clear, you know, Carlson's lawyers have tonight, according to two sources, sent a letter to Fox, a shot across the bow, trying to get this going, trying to get a negotiation going yeah. to get his freedom, but he doesn't have it yet. So he can't go out there and make lots of money with Elon Musk yet. Basically, hey, Carlson is challenging Fox at this point. Yeah, 100%, but listen, you know, they were hemorrhaging uh, advertisers on Twitter That's before right. this whole thing happened. So you've got to wonder what if advertisers were already fleeing because of this you know, this toxic culture on Twitter, are they going to stick around now for Tucker Carlson? Or will more of them come in because The short of answer Carlson? is no. The short answer yeah. is no. Carlson was radioactive. He was a drag on Fox's profits. So I don't see how Twitter would be any different for, for Carlson and Musk. Uh, Brian, always great to get your perspective, and I'm glad you're no longer a... And lastly, for our top six... We've talked about the revolving door between liberal campaigns, congressional people, you name it, rotating in to the media. I mean, every shitbag that was part of the Russia-Russia collusion bullshit ended up on CNN or MSDNC. I mean, that's where they went. And you know, the lifespan of a reporter during a Democrat administration is really small. I mean, let's be honest. What are you reporting on? You don't do investigative. You don't break big stories. You don't do shit because it's home team. So you got to do the opposite. You have to be the biggest taint licker there is. You got to stand Head and shoulder above dick sucking, ball washing. You got to go straight on into the taint. Get to the meat of the matter. And this young lady, I don't know her fucking name. We'll figure, we'll find it out together because I just heard the sound bite and I went, sweet God, I got to find it. And I found it. She's our super bias. She's going to get a free toaster. The situation at the border, just one of the big issues facing the White House. President Biden planning to hold a phone call today with Mexico's president to discuss the border. Chief White House correspondent Mary Bruce has the latest. Good morning, Mary. 
Good morning, George. Yeah, the White House is bracing for this surge at the border and bracing for the political fight that they know is coming with this. And this morning, they say they are confident that they are doing everything they can to prepare for this. They are, we know, surging resources to the border, stepping up enforcement measures like sending an additional 1,500 troops to the border. And they are looking to open new legal pathways for immigration. But even some Democrats, especially those in border states, are simply not convinced that this is enough. And we have seen some, some administration officials concede that their plan is going to take some time to take hold. All of this is going to be top of mind as the president is expected to have that phone call later this morning with the Mexican president, George. Also, big meeting today, the president's first big meeting on that economic time bomb with congressional leaders, the possibility of default. Yeah, and George, the stakes here simply could not be any higher. We are now less than a month away from that expected default and an economic catastrophe. And while this meeting here this afternoon is a very big deal, don't expect any major breakthroughs. Both sides are still digging in. Republicans are demanding steep spending cuts in exchange for raising the nation's debt limit. But the president insists that is just a non-starter. He says that Republicans are holding the nation's economy hostage. And the White House is adamant that today he will not be negotiating. They say in this meeting, instead, the president is going to reiterate what is at stake here. He is again going to press Republicans to do their job, as he has been urging, and to raise the debt limit to pay off the nation's debt without conditions so they can pay off the nation's bills for spending that has already been approved. The bottom line here, George, is that we are barreling towards an economic meltdown. The standoff continues, and we are still... Mary Bruce, yeah... God, she's going to get over there. You're going to see her. She'll be the press secretary. Oh, if he wins. I mean, I don't know by now how Cabbage Patch. See, that's, that's the corner they paint themselves in. You, you, you do everything on equity and what you suck, dick or vag. And if you're black, female, vag sucker, you're it. So how do you fire that without being a racist or homophobic? Kind of cut in a corner. You really are. To our light affair, I found this. I had to do a local recording because Star and Stripe sucks and they won't let you tape shit. But this uh, wife, uh, PCS is Permit Changes Station. We did it 10 times. The family didn't, but I did. So in 20 years, I moved 10 fucking times. Every two years, I was moving somewhere. And it really sucks because you lose everything. Our first move, we lost her bouquet. Went bye-bye. Bye-bye. They don't know where the box went. Just went bye-bye. And every time you lose something. So she wrote a song. Now, it's going to be stopped with a four-second little swishy sound because then they had a Stars and Stripe about lesbians PCSing. Especially southern towns. Yeah, it's bullshit. But here you go. You can pray. 
as a same-sex couple, you have to come out over and over. And in the military, you move all the time. You have to come out again to everybody. Moving to every one of the small towns is always a concern, especially with children. We focus on the military member. However, in order for the military member to be effective, their family really, truly has to be resilient. You need greater understanding of who those families are, how families define themselves within the lives that they live, um, who are involved. We need to be thinking about coming out. Come on, man. Saying you come out now is not, it is. It, it isn't what it was in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. But since 2000, being gay is the cool thing. Right now in the 2020s, everybody comes out. Even if they don't, they're not out. They're out. Almost every kid's got fucking pronouns and non-binary or bullshit on there. That's just such loaded bullshit. That's the political crap that I can't stand with the left. You're all fucking victims. Being a white, cis-normative Christian gun owner, that's hard to tell people. That's going to get you in trouble in a lot of places. Looks like in the military, you'll never get promoted. I mean, the military right now, you might as well just say you suck dick and you hate guns. Before open borders, Millie will promote you in a heartbeat. So we're going to do This Is America. A lot of sound bites today. First and foremost, some fucking weirdo who's pretending to be a boy lying about that you just can stop taking hormones, puberty blockers, and nothing happens to you. It's just like a stop. And then you just go back to being normal. Total fucking lie. No test data. We talk about this all the time. There's no data for this shit. You're just making the fucking shit up. And then... One of my favorite actresses, I watch almost everything she's in, and this fucking shit right here, I ain't watching it no more. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. What are hormone blockers and how do they affect your body? Well, Blockers are a series of injections and or an implant that you can have put in your arm that temporarily pauses puberty. Oh, what do you mean temporarily pauses puberty? For people assigned male at birth, puberty blockers will decrease facial hair and body hair growth, prevent your voice from getting deeper, and will limit eggplant growth. <laughs> and for people assigned female at birth, hormone blockers will prevent growth and getting your period <laughs> no more periods <laughs> however once you stop taking puberty blockers your body will then go into puberty and that's why it's only temporary <laughs> our next guest is well she's done it all she's a three-time emmy nominated star of television a tony award-winning broadway star and an academy award winner for pollock and of course, Flubber. <laughs> Flubber? I hardly know her. Please welcome the only gay that doesn't give me a hard on, Marsha Gay Harden! <laughs> so happy you're here. Wow. Thank you for being here. Oh my God. 
my God. Uh, so Marsha, yeah. you really, it's so extraordinary that you got here and you went above and beyond uh, to be with us today. I'm just curious, what drives you to be such an incredible ally and advocate for our community? This is such a crazy question because I don't see what the big problem is. Yeah. What is the big, well, why are we even having to do this to advocate for human beings and lifestyle and imagination and creativity? But what, what, it, what drives me is because it's right because yeah. what is happening right now is wrong and the reductive behavior in the states that's happening right now is wrong. What drives me is my children are all queer. My eldest child is non-binary. It hurt my pancreas. I don't know where my pancreas is, but it really fucking hurt because I really liked her and that's horseshit. Then we have the biggest, this is taint licking. Uh, in fact, this is actually rimming, like all up in the ass, right after your shit. That's how fucking vulgar this is. This is Axios. Talking about his diet. The motherfucker has illegal crime connections of everybody getting a million dollars. You get a million dollars and you get a million dollars as long as you're related to him. You get millions of dollars. A border with eight, nine, ten million people coming across. Inflation that is destroying our country while he's trying to green energy everything that's going to ass rape the entire fucking country. But no, we write about his diet and then he likes fucking ice cream again because, you know, that's, that's what we do. Democrats want to fix Kamala Harris's image problems. Some VP allies fear it's too late. Yeah, just get her to shut the fuck up. Tell her stop. Just tell her stop speaking. It's the easiest way. Then we have this one from the AP. And understand, this, this is just fucking criminal. I mean, the fact that the, the law got passed is horrible. But that's how they wrote it. Trans minors protected from parents under Washington law. Associated Press, trans minors protected for parents under Washington law. Associated Protectins' transformation into media matters with this headlines. Protected from parents. The state dictating what parents can do. That's... That's just fucked up. That, that's just fucked up. I mean, really fucked up. But not as fucked up really cheesy segue as Joe Scarborough because once again you got a guy who's getting his ass kicked by Trump in the polls he goes on one of his rants and he's basically saying gun owners are slave owners or something like that Politicians idly stand by and watch as America's children and their parents are slaughtered Slaughtered in churches, still. Slaughtered in schools, still. Slaughtered at country music festivals, in outlet malls, and in their own homes. All because these cowards fear gun lobbyists more than they fear the next Uvalde, Parkland, or Sandy Hook like those enablers of slaveholders and segregationists, 
These timid, empty, pathetic souls care more about beating back next year's right-wing primary challenge than they do saving young children's lives. Now, there is no doubt that these vacuous creatures will not escape history's thunderous verdict. As a lifetime gun owner and a longtime hunter and a dear friend told me earlier today, this is not who we are. As it was with slavery, segregation, Nazism, 9-11, and January the 6th, we will one day move beyond this awful chapter in American history. But we're not going to do it before more innocent souls die from gunfire in schools, in synagogues, in churches, and in shopping malls. No, we cannot escape history. We will be remembered in spite of ourselves. So let us then redouble our efforts, do our part, raise our voices, volunteer our time, run. I say it again. That's fucked up. I mean, this, this fucking shit. We're talking constantly about how rhetoric of Trump and Tucker Carlson is making gay people shoot Christians. Okay, they don't say that, but that's basically what they're saying. It's the rhetoric. It's the rhetoric. It's always rhetoric. They always got to find a way to make rhetoric rhetoric from the right. Every fucking day that's on TV. We've just now had our sixth lefty shooting that you're trying to say the last guy because he saw libs of TikTok went and shot up a mall. That's some weak ass shit. Yeah, th- these fucking people. And then just the stuff that just really hurts my pancreas and that slide's like really unreadable sorry about that let me get it up here so two major institutions are going away in the u.s army fort hood is becoming fort cavazos and the basic training ANOC, almost every major school i went to fort benning georgia is now becoming fort moore now, Hal Moore is a bad motherfucker, so that's kind of cool. But that hurts. That shit hurts. I'm just saying. It really hurts. And here's a soundbite to make it hurt more. I, it makes me remember all of the times uh, that I've come through this gate, right? The signs are everywhere that Fort Benning is becoming Fort Moore. We were there as workers switched the letters on this very visible sign on the way to the Army installation near the National Infantry Museum. The garrison command team responsible for soldiers and families on post say the transition is an emotional one. And I couldn't be more proud to be a part of this iconic change into army values, family values. There's a stone gate like this in Alabama and also right here in Columbus. And ever since this has been here, it said, welcome to Fort Benning. Now it says, welcome to Fort Moore. It'll be officially unveiled on May 11th, one of about 300 signs they're changing. Close to half those signs already changed. The rest being done on Thursday, May 11th, when it officially. That shit hurts, man. That's my, that's like my grade school in the army. And, uh, just fucking stupid. I never even knew it was a Confederate. I don't even know what it was named after. It just was, it was home. But 
you know, per SOP, they're going to fuck everything up. Then I found this shit, which kind of sucks because it uh, we literally were stationed in many places at the same time. He even has a combat patch from the 7th ID. So uh, odds on I served under him. I just didn't know it because I was an E5 because he was there the same time I was. But task and purpose is like the rest of the military. When you on the right have justifiable criticism of people, they go into overdrive to defend those people as great people and you're the shithead because you don't like them. And that's just how we do these things. It, it's not cool. It's pretty bad. Um, but this thing is so long. Um, it is... You know, I'm going to do something really quick. We're going to... Because I was, I was literally in shock about how long this was. I had never seen a single article on task and purpose this long not even the fun ones so we're going to copy and paste it in a word doc here we go and we're hitting uh, yeah, yeah continue got it paste ten thousand words ten thousand 44 pages. That's how long this was. To say he's a good guy. I don't give a fuck what he did. He's destroyed the military with this wokeness. It's a fucking, it's a raving shithole right now. People are bailing in the worst possible time because this, this is always when the world does this and we get into problems. And then we go into the next conflict under manned. Remember, during Clinton, we destroyed the military. We got rid of two divisions of infantry. That's why it took me long, so long to make E7. You couldn't get promoted. There was no place to promote people. Because you lost two divisions. That's like 2,000 platoon sergeants. Just gone. I went to war with two rifle squads and three quarters of a weapon squad. I was missing an entire nine-man squad. Wasn't We didn't have it. And we got problems because of the feckless foreign policy of this fucking moron. So let's just move on. Washington Post editorial board. Biden is turning into a news media evader, and it's harmful to his presidency and the nation, the editorial board writes. I'm going to read a little bit of this. And so far in 2023, Mr. Biden has done zero solo news conferences. He did conduct two joint news conferences in which the president and visiting foreign leader faced the media together. It should not, it should not take a visit from Trudeau or South Korean prison Yoo Kang-suk Hol for you that's actually not his name I made that up for the American public to hear the president answering urgent questions from a free press president also typically interacts informally with the media answering a few questions on the way to the event Mr. Biden doesn't do many of those exchanges either according to the American President's Project Tracker let's click that because it sounds really really good 
Oh, goddamn. This is a shitload. Joseph R. Biden. 2.25. Oh. So that was how many years ago. Okay. Solo 11. Same time in Trump's 22. 22. But Trump's bad. We're going to save this, though. That's some good shit. Tracking the president. But what's Tony's thoughts on this? You built it, bitches. This is what you built. You got him elected by lying, by obfuscation, by totally not covering shit. And then you let him not do this. You let him just talk about motherfucking ice cream. Oh, wait a minute. That was you. You talked about ice cream. So it's that time again. It's getting hot as ball sauce and CNN. It is self-indulgent to assist on a chilly temperature in the middle of the summer, writes Paul Hockenos on how America can break its dangerous infatuation with air conditioning. A dem reporter. Oh, wait a minute. He's a reporter. So it's the same thing as a dem. It's that time of year again. If you haven't yet, I did a week ago. You'll probably be turning on the AC this week. Tonight on KAKE News, we'll explain why government recommends 82 at night and 85 when you leave. What do you set yours on? I'm going to go see what the fuck people said on this because I'm sure it's really funny. I live in H-Town. I ain't setting my shit on 82 anytime. Yep, we're down here in JSC. There's no way in hell we're setting up for 82 degrees. Not a single person in the government who are trying to push this onto the public at large is doing this. I set mine at whatever the fuck I want to. <laughs> That's a black lady. Uh, another dude. What kind of sick person likes it that hot? Did you report the federal government offices keep theirs at 70? Even if climate change was a serious problem, which it isn't. I wouldn't want to live in a world where it's 82 degrees indoor. No fucking shit. 82? Are you crazy? I'm 68 all year long. That's us. We actually save in the winter. We, we keep it on 68, which is warm, and it just stays there. And in the summer, we're 70. But that's because of me. I've lost a small child, so, I mean, I'm always cold. doesn't make any sense. I set it on whatever I want, and I don't need the government babysitting me. Seriously, the government can kiss my ass. That was a woman. Uh, 82 in summer setting is a bit unorthodox. That's too uncomfortable, as is switching your AC off most of the time. The optimum energy efficiency thermostat setting for summer might be 78 when you're at home to also give some amelioration and slight comfort as well. Yeah, you just want to talk fancy. Uh, let me see. Let me stop you right there. You're fucking stupid. That pretty much sums it up. Oh, my God in heaven. Oh, we're going to keep... Th this is good. Oh, this is fucking good. Let me see if I can line it up. <laughs> so many reasons why. <laughs> Retard chamber. <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't be doing this. We won't be doing this. All right. And uh, let's see. Did I add that? I think I added it, which is good. Um, trusted news is down to 22. I'll skip that. This one is once again a reason for 2024. I don't give a fuck. It's Mickey motherfucking mouse. Biden's DHS appeared to consider targeting pro-life moms and other radicalization suspects. Doc's show. The alleged training series was proposed just nine days into Biden's tenure. 
President Biden Department of Homeland Security appear to consider producing training videos targeting radicalized suspects that include suburban pro-life mothers, according to the document obtained by the American First Legal Foundation. The record appears to show DHS Office of Terrorism and Violent Prevention laying out approaches for the proposed video just days after Biden took over. These findings add to the litany of evidence that DHS has shifted its focus from threats of foreign to American citizens. It's an actual thing. Let's see. We can bump this motherfucker over here. Ah, goddamn fucking piece of shit. Sorry. Here's a picture. You're a, te- a preacher in Elksville-only church. You notice that one of your members, Anne, has become increasingly more fervent about being pro-life. You see her and another parishioner in the heated discussion during a prayer group. Anne asks you directly if the Bible justifies violence in defense of life. Choice 4A1, schedule counseling with Anne. Talk with Anne's husband. Reach out and talk to the member of her church group to ask about her. I won't post the next one. Jesus Christ, this thing is fucking bad. I'm going to download the PDF. There you go. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I just want to read it. All right, th- this is going to th- this is next podcast cuz we're long and this is some fucked up shit. Some fucked up shit, which brings me to the last soundbite. You and I paid for this shit. Is Jonathan Races Capehart being asked a serious question about why the left is going after a black man, which any other time would be considered racist as fuck. And he laughs off any consideration the attack on SCOTUS is actually political. Yes, seriously, he did. Jonathan, the Senate hearing you mentioned uh, this past week, it made clear that a code of conduct, if Congress does act, it won't be a bipartisan congressional effort uh, because Republicans accused Democrats of casting doubt on the court because the court hasn't been ruling in Democrats' favor. How might this play out? <laughs> Sorry, I was, my, my reaction to that, um, it, that's pretty incredible. The, Congress is not having this conversation because of the Dobbs ruling not having this conversation because of, say, Shelby v. Holder or, or citizens. Of course it's political. They want to take over the court. It's the only check that they have. They, the media is all in on all their crazy fucking shit. They're literally part of the greatest crime ever committed, the southern border. <clears throat> they are vehemently assisting in silencing all forms of criticism everywhere <clears throat> and the only thing they have that they can't get their little grimy fucking fascist fingers on is <coughs> is the supreme court sorry i got something down the wrong pipe so yes it's political and it's un-american which is a great way to close this podcast because pretty much everything in here the left is doing is pretty fucking un-American to their own standards just six years ago. Somehow in 2016, 
which would be seven years, so I can't count, but math was never my fucking high strength or my high point. We decided on the left and in the media to literally go fucking insane because an orange man won the presidency and he refused to play ball with the way you guys ran shit. And if anything we've seen as normal Americans is that the right is just as much in on this shit as the left is. I mean, let's be honest. In 2020, when BLM was rat-fucking the world, did you hear any conservatives other than Cotton speak? I didn't. He got a guy fired for printing an op-ed about the National Guard, which the Dems did within six months. They themselves did the same thing. They, they rolled out the National Guard, took over Washington, turned into Green Zone. It was fucking Baghdad. We've watched... Simple conversations turn into policy. Crazy left shit. Now the law, and you can go to jail. There's a guy getting in trouble because he he's a homeless guy, and he took a shit on a LGBT flag crosswalk and wiped his ass with an LGBT flag. But you can burn the American flag. Same people. Same people. Because America's shit. They hate America. They love their religion. In the last two years alone, since Biden took over, we've had more attacks on religious liberty, personal liberty, freedom of press, freedom of speech, freedom of anything, than we've ever had in under any administration ever. And we've witnessed the greatest crime ever committed out of the Oval Office. And I, I'm not talking about uh, cigar up gooch that uh, I didn't give a fuck I just didn't like that he lied and he was kicking everybody out of the military at the same time for getting their dick wet kind of hypocritical but I was a soldier couldn't, couldn't do anything about it I just had a fucking opinion it's worse than anything Trump ever did because everything Trump did and got impeached for Biden is done Biden's on camera saying he fucking got a guy fired so his son could keep getting money Biden's on camera literally telling the Afghan president to lie about how far the Taliban's taken over the country Biden's done everything Trump's done he's even fucking separated families stopped Muslims from moving in the country Jesus fucking Christ what hasn't he done and worse he put more lack of faith into the vax than Trump did and we went, we, we called him a jackass for being on a balcony by himself in open air without a mask after already getting COVID and being released from the hospital. Which you're not, you can't give it to anybody. You're good. What the fuck, man? These fucking people are garbage. We're being led by garbage pale kids. That's where we're at. They're fucking moon bats, and they're in charge of everything. And the scariest part about it is they want more power. And next November, if we do do that, we're fucked. I mean, we're like really fucked. That isn't the usual liberal. It's the greatest. This is the biggest election in our lifetime. We uh, we can lose democracy. Uh. No, fuck democracy. We don't have democracy now. I mean, Hunter Biden's laptop encapsulated that they don't give a fuck what you vote for. They're going to get the outcome they want. The CIA fucking A 
rigged an election. You still don't think we have a problem in Washington? DHS instantly wanted to go after pro-life women. Parents. So it, it isn't even enough to elect Trump. It's not even enough to elect a non-prog. Literally, the only way we do this is burn it the fuck down. That is like literally elect a person that's going to go into office and fire everybody. Just get rid of everybody. Every department head of every institution, you're fired. Go the fuck away and start from scratch. Because we're broke. We are 100% broken. The Obama wokeification is worse than anybody could ever imagine and we're seeing it right now it is out of fucking control we have people who literally make their decisions based on what level of wokeness on the intersectionality scorecard you at i made that as a joke years ago we're living it cabbage patch dude who steals luggage a dude in a dress is the fucking Surgeon General. I mean, get the fuck out of here, man. Seriously. You got a president who can't form two sentences with a thesaurus and a goddamn typewriter, and he ain't in charge of shit. He doesn't even know what's going on. I mean, he really doesn't know what's going on the border because he never went. And when he did, they cleaned the streets. And once again, if anybody's out there and you truly believe our immigration policies are broken, you're full of fucking shit. It's not broken. It was just working two years ago. You legally apply for citizenship. That's the whole fucking world does it. You just don't, you just don't fucking roll on into Mexico. Motherfuckers throw you in jail. We had a Marine in jail for six, seven fucking years. I don't even know that motherfucker's out of jail. This isn't that difficult. This is on purpose. This is to dilute the electorate. Even a lefty on the New York Times said it. This is what they're doing. And the thing that I don't think far left moon bats like my daughter understand, that's you too. It's just not me and my cis-normative, I believe in God and own a gun, hateful, proud boy, boogaloo, insurrectionist, super mega, evil, white supremacist, white Christian nationalist, loserville. No, it's you too. Because you're white. You gots to go. Bye-bye. They want to replace all of us. Because these people are 100% dull. Without the government, they can't even stay here. There is a chance we could elect somebody to go get a bus, get them the fuck out. Those people are malleable. They will do whatever the fuck they're told because they need the Muns. They need the, they need the Benjamins. It's some fucked up shit, man. And I think the media knows it, and most lefties do, but because we don't live by personal integrity, personal values, any kind of moral or ethical concepts anymore. We live by own the cons or own the progs. Nobody's going to go out there and tell the truth. 
You got Bill Magoon and Julio Rosa. Without those two guys, we wouldn't know shit about the border because major media ain't down there. They're not there. They do a hit maybe once every couple of weeks to see this is a lot of heartache. We got to let these people in, sell the fucking car for the, the president, and then they fucking leave. And then you see the video as I play of just a goddamn shithole. So this wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Share with this family and friends. Go to Flyover Politic with a K on SoundCloud. Rumble 482467. Send me an email at fotpodcast at gmail.com. Disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah yeahs. We'll go with our next show. Dun, dun, dun. Let's go Sunday. Sunday, 14 May, year of our Lord, 2023. As always, thanks for listening and you take care. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. Seven lives.